Can you see me? Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And this is our service for the morning. Pastor Prophetess King, who is one of the elders of the church, will come up and do call to worship. Good morning. I am female pastor prophet King. Called to worship. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory. Awesome, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You are awesome. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're king of kings, Lord, and Lord, you know I bow before you this morning, oh Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Great is the Lord, and great is to be praised. In all the earth. In all the earth. Yes, Lord. In all the earth. Hallelujah. 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 Now we will have prayer by Evangelist Reed. Good morning, everyone. Bow our heads and join prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning to say thank you for blessing us to rise up to the occasion. Thank you for blessing us to be woken up out of our sleep. Please bless your children across the world who are feeling suffering today, uh, whether it's mental, physical. Lord Jesus, I pray that you please release your children from bounds to ungodliness in this day, Lord. Please bless us and walk with us in this day, Father God. Please bless this message that will be given today. May you open up our ears and may you please bless our apostle's uh, tongue as she delivers this message today. May the message be reached to those by those who need to hear it, Lord Jesus. I pray that you please open hearts today to allow your um, your grace and your mercy in, Lord. Please soften hard hearts in this day, Lord Jesus. I pray that you please just bless this service, God. Yes. Thank you for allowing us to be able to join today. And um, just thank you for your grace and your almighty mercy. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In yes, Jesus' name. Bless you, God. Amen. 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 Now we will have the reading of the scripture by Prophetess Broadway. Um, hi everyone. Good morning. Um, if you could please turn in, turn your, uh turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel 7.25. Through 29. I'm turning. Give me one second. Okay. Second Samuel 7, 
Okay, we are now going to have a praise and worship song. Take it to the Lord in prayer.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to take it to the Lord in prayer. One part of the song, it says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, the needless pain we bear. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. We should never be discouraged when we take it to the Lord in prayer. We forfeit our peace when we don't take things to the Lord in prayer. We forfeit. We bear pain that is needless. We need to take everything to the Lord in prayer. Now we will have announcements by female pastor, Prophet King. Here you go. You can Monday. CS AM teaching session is with female prophetess King Monday 11A to 12 p.m. On Tuesday 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. CS AM prayer section session every week. Wednesday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., CSAM Bible Study with Apostle Nicole every week. Thursday, 7 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., CSAM Session with Evangelist Reed. This week, Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., CSAM prayer session every week. Sunday messages every week at 10.30 a.m. And Apostle Nicole Apostolic and prophet, prophet, prophetic, prophetic mini, administration. administration, administrator, and administrator. Follow our subscription to letting the rivers flow, converting souls, international ministries. Dot dot org on YouTube at Apostle Reddick Nicole Anchor dot FM Letting the Rivers Flow Twitter at Apostle Nicole And now we will have our tithes and offerings. And I want to thank everyone who has given this month for tithe and offering. And I want to thank those from the Cash App who gave 
Dollar Sign Converting Souls, uh, Hidden Gem, who gave again this week. And we thank you. And now we will have another praise and worship song before I enter into the message.
Take everything to the Lord in prayer. Take everything to the Lord in prayer. So this month began a new year. And so our month of Sunday sermons is on prayer. And so today is prayer four. Prayer four. And you know, the first week on prayer was a fasting week. So prayer one was Sunday, prayer two was Wednesday, and prayer three was the following Sunday. So we're on prayer four. And so I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew, the sixth chapter. And we will begin, we'll... 
Uh, let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you for the message. I pray that each person can perceive, perceive the message that you have for us today. Open up their eyes, our eyes and ears of understanding that we may see you, that we may learn of you, that we may be edified and perfected even as you have called us to be. So Father, I just pray right now that you would have your way in the service with the people and with your messenger, your bishop, your administrator, your apostle. Have your way, Lord, and be glorified. Holy Spirit, I yield my vessel to you today in this hour that you will speak through me that they will hear Christ in the message and that they will receive what God has for them. Let their ground be good ground, that it will bear fruit and that it, they will apply the teachings to their life, the precepts of you, O Lord God Almighty. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Prayer. We're coming out of Matthew 6. We've learned a lot about the spirit of supplication, the spirit of prayer. So we must understand that prayer is an important part of our walk with God. Prayer is an important key in, in our lives. So today, the message is about in the act of praying, are you being seen of men or seen of God? In the act of praying, are you being seen of men or seen of God? Where's your heart? When you stand before people, is it because you want to glorify God or because you want to be seen of men? So let's go to Matthew 6 verse 5. He says, and when thou prayest, this word prayers means when you're in the act of praying, whether it be standing in the pulpit and you're assigned prayer or when you're at home and you're on your knees or you're in some position to pray. So the act of praying is what this um, verse is saying. When thou prayest, when you're in the act of praying, Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they, have, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, when you prayest, when you are in the act of praying, 
when you are praying, he's saying, enter into thy closet, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father which is seen in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret will reward you openly. But when you pray, he says, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. For their much speaking. When you're praying, Matthew 6, in the act of praying, we see two things. Those that are do it to be seen of men, he calls them hypocrites. And so what does a hypocrite mean in this particular verse? It is a counterfeit. One who acts or assumes and speaks under feigned character. So we got to understand that these hypocrites, these people that do it to be seen of men, their character is feigned. It presents like they're doing it for God. But they're really doing it for men. And it says they love to do it. And to love here means to have a common interest with another. So people who like to see it, see people praying, and then people who like to be seen of people praying, seen of men. They appear to be, but they really not. They stand before the people that have a common interest, but they're really not into God. Now let's look into this scene of men. Let's let's look into the hypocrites first. So let's let's go with Luke 24. Turn to Luke 24. This is what the hypocrites do. And their words their words seemed their words seemed their words seemed to be as idle tales and they believed them not their words seemed to be as idle tales idle tales What did verse 7 say or 8? They're vain. Let's go back to Matthew 6. I don't want to get that out of context. Matthew 6, verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen, the hypocrites. They use words as idle tales. And people believe them not. It's their vain babblings. These idle tales indicate sentences or elements of uncertainty and mere possibility and indicating a dependence 
or circumstances. Hypocrites. And Jesus is teaching us in prayer, we can't be like that. No matter where we are, we are never to do it to be seen of men. The people that get up and they pray, regardless as to where they are, before people, they do it to be seen of men. And that's their end and there is a reward. But I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna go back to Matthew six again. Now, he says, he says, when you pray, when you pray as his believer, when you pray, when you pray as a believer, he said, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to your father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. So we see in these verses, there are rewards to praying, right? But let's look at Jesus in John 5.20. What he doing before men is to be seen of God. Let's go to John. John 5 20 and Jesus is telling us we need to be more like him we need to be more like him Jesus uh, John 5 20 it says for the father loveth the son love what did it say in Matthew they do it for love, something that they have in common that is of common interest with another. They do it in common interest with men. Jesus did it with common interest with God. He says, for the Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that himself do. And he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. Even though the key is for them to marvel, he is letting them know that I have one common interest and that the Father's interest in me is his love that he has for me. And he's showing you on my behalf. This is what the believers must go before God. Whatever his will is for us through prayer, we must have a common interest. And it's not to be seen of men. It's not to be seen of men, but to be seen of God. And that's what Jesus standing before the people. It was to be seen of God. Why? Because the love that they shared, it was of common interest. He says, I will show him all in greater works. The reward is the works. Matter of fact, when you're, we receive a reward, being seen of men, we receive wages of iniquity. Let's go to Acts. 
Acts 1.18. Now, they're talking about Judas here. Now, this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. Sin has a reward. Iniquity has a reward. And he purchased the field. Remember, Judas' sin was to betray Jesus for 13 pieces of silver. Here he's saying it's the reward to be seen of men. To be seen of men is the reward. Second Peter 2. 15. Which have forsaken the right way are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Men who stand praying, who like to be seen of men, people I should say, not just men, men and women, people who stand liking to be seen of men, they have in like common, they love the wages of unrighteousness. So he said, we can't be like hypocrites. We as a people, when we're praying, he want heartfelt prayers. He don't want prayers that just because you're praying, you're seen of men. Jude 1.11 Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. And for reward. And their end reward was to perish in the gangsang of Kor. See, to be seen of men, 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, the second chapter. We must understand that as believers, when we pray in, God wants our hearts to be pure. God wants our hearts to not have a feigned, a feigned motive. When we're praying for people, he wanted to be of a true account. Not to be seen of men for what they want or what our parents would seem. He wants it to come truly. First Thessalonians 2. We have to be more like Christ than hypocrites. And Christ is saying he was doing it to be seen of God. And so we have a like, a love, a common interest with God. We have that love, and that's Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is God's common interest with us. First Thessalonians 2, 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. So when you're put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, Not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. But God who tries our hearts. 
understand there are two people, two types of prayers that go up to God, two types of people that are in the act of praying. And we have to look at ourselves and determine, am I doing this to be seen of men? Or am I doing this to be seen of God? Now, everybody has an opinion. You just make sure your motives are pure. I have to make sure my motives are pure. Seen of men or seen of God? The real thing, the real or the counterfeit? Now I want to look at Jesus real really quick so that I can I can share with you we saw the rewards of being men pleasers we saw the reward um of being seen of men the wages of iniquity and the end being death or perishing But if you're a God pleaser if you stand in prayer, in the act of prayer, because you have a common interest with God, these are your rewards. Now, let's look at Luke 6. Luke 6, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continue all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his twelve, his disciples, and of them he chose twelve. Now, remember at one point there were forty disciples, but then he chose twelve. But how did he choose them? It is the reward of prayer. It is the reward of prayer. When you're a believer and you're praying to God in this secret place, even if you're standing before people, it's a secret place of your heart. God is looking at your motive in your heart and he's saying, when you and I and the love that we share and we have a common interest, when you pray, your reward here, Jesus had to choose 12 followers. He had to choose 12 apostles. So his reward from praying for God to God was his 12, those that were going to be close to him. The 12 the Father had ordained to be, to walk with him. So then, let's go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14, 23. So he said, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So he went apart to pray. And you know what happened? A miracle. 
he walked on water. When he came down from the mountain with God, he was able to walk on water. That was his closet place for this prayer. That was his closet prayer. And the disciples feared. And he said, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. They thought they had encountered a spirit walking on the water. But it was Christ. But the point is, when you go praying, there is a reward. You know, in salvation, when you believe in Jesus Christ, take your faith, you have the reward of eternal life. But when you are in prayer, and God knows the motives of your heart, the reward is seen by people. He was in the mountain alone. He went to find his disciples. He walked on water, the miracle. When he was praying alone, he went to his disciples and he had 12 that he chose as apostles. John 11. John 11. So when you are walking with God, there is benefits to when you pray. John 11 uh, verse 40. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you has heard me. So he's lifting up his eyes. But they're not telling you he's praying. But I want you to know today that God is praying. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So Jesus had prayed somewhere or another. And now they then rolled away the stone. And he's thanking the Father that he heard him. And he says, and, na and now, and I know that thou hearest me always. So he's saying, listen. No matter where I am, whether I'm in my closet, uh, or whether I'm, I'm, I'm teaching my disciples, uh, or whether I'm, I'm, whatever I'm doing to be seen of you, you always hear me. This is what Jesus is teaching us. God is always listening as you are his disciples. You are his believers. You, God is always listening. And he says, but because of the people which stand by, I, say, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Now, the common interest here, because he's standing before men and women. He says, I stand before them. It's not just to be seen of them. There is scripture that shows us that God wants us to believe in his son Jesus Christ so what it says it says but I said it that they may believe that you have sent me that's the common interest the love God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he sent him 
Jesus is the first apostle sent from heaven to earth. He sent him. He is the bishop and shepherd of our souls. God sent him. The common interest, the love that you and I will believe. That you and I will believe. The common interest, the love. And when he had thus spake, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. He was talking to the grave clothes. Because grave clothes brings us to the knowledge that someone is dead. But he called Lazarus forth and he said, come forth. And he told death to loose him and let him go. And so here we have, because he prayed to the Father, this was a benefit that people would believe that God sent him because it was the Father's will for us to know that Jesus was sent. And so how do God, how do God confirm that you are from him and that when you're standing, it's not about men to be seen of men, but to be seen of him. He follows it up by signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Here is the reward. Lazarus came forth and his family was happy. They was joyful. Here it is, the miracle by God because the one that was praying was rather desirous to be seen of God than men. He was desirous of his father's will. The rewards of prayer to be seen of God and not men. The rewards of prayer to be seen of God and not men. There's a reward. Jeremiah 29. And see, the thing about God is he says, I tell you before I do a thing. So when you're praying before God, or when you're studying your word, God says, I tell you before I do a thing. And Jesus, he, he, he already knew the Father heard him, and that he always hear him. Samuel, the priest prophet, God would not let his words fall to the ground. What? common interest you have to be seen of God rather than men, miracles follow. Why? Because you know that thing belongs to God. Jeremiah 29, 12. He says, then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray the act of praying unto me and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you. 
He said, when you get it in your heart, he says, when you search for me with all your heart, I will be found of you. It's got to be a heart thing. When you're praying, it's got to be a heart thing. It's got to be a heart thing. It can't be a counterfeit thing because God knows what's counterfeit and what's not. People don't always know. But God always know. And so we must understand. That God says, I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. God answers. He answers. He answers. But you, as the one praying, must have that common interest of love. The love must be there. Common interest with another. And look at 29.11. He says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You got to have an expectation when you're in relationship with God. There's got to be an expectation. He said, because my thoughts of you are of peace and not evil. To give you an expected end. So even during the times of trouble or heartache, he's saying, when you pray, know that my thoughts of you are of peace. My thoughts of you are not of evil. So if a people is bringing evil upon you, you know that that's not in the heart of God. Now, there are some things he allow, but no, his thoughts towards you and towards me are of peace to give you an expected end. He want to give us an expected end. So when we're praying to God, what's in our heart? We know what's in God's heart. We know what's in his heart. John, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to close out here. John, the 12th chapter. John 12, 27. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Before this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Now, Jesus is praying. But I want you to know that this is his final discourse. And he was actually speaking to some of his disciples. But he's saying, he, he stopped speaking to them. And he said, now is my soul trouble. He went into the spirit of supplication. He went into the spirit of prayer. And he says, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. 
Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So God responded to Jesus. He stopped talking to them in the final discourse and he began to pray, but he was before them. But his prayer was not to be seen of them, but to be seen of God. So you can be praying before people to be seen of God and that is your closet place. Sometimes we are standing before people and words won't come out our mouth, but we can pray in our minds. That's your closet place. So here, he says, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And, and, and this is talking about the hour of his death. And so he didn't ask in, the, in John's version to be saved. He says, but for this cause, this, this, this particular time, he's saying, glorify your name through it. Glorify your name. And so the people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said, and another angel spake to him. I want you to understand. At that point, only Jesus perceived the message of God. He, he perceived the sound. Remembered on the teaching that's posted on the website, um, Letting the Rivers Flow, Converting Souls International Ministries.org, the sound of the Lord's voice. Some people can hear the thunder. So now when I think of thunder, I'm like, who is God talking to? Because I can't perceive it. What's, what, what is he saying at that moment? But the thunder from the storm is roaring. So here people said it thundered. So what was they hearing? Because Jesus heard the Father speak. He could perceive the sound. We've got to get our spiritual eyes and ears open that we can perceive the message God is really sending. Can you perceive the sound? We've got to get to that place. Well, we're not hearing the thundering, but know that when thunder is there, God is speaking. Who is God speaking to? This message on prayer. I had to hear the Lord's voice. Uh, and although sometimes you just hear and hear and hear But you got to perceive the sound. What is speaking to you? What is God saying? Another said an angel spoke to him. In other words, they heard something, but they're thinking it's an angel. They don't understand. He said, Father, glorify thy name. In other words, he was speaking to God. And God answered him. So Jesus could perceive God's sound clearly enough that the message would come clear. He said, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Somebody don't always get the message God is sending. And he, they don't always get it because their eyes and ears of understanding aren't open to it yet. But I want you to know that you might hear the thundering. I want you to know you, you might. I thought I heard something, but I didn't understand it. So understand that in these times when God is speaking, he speaks to those 
who wants to be seen of him and not of man, no matter where you are. No matter where you are, I want you to understand that God wants you to pray. He wants you to pray to him, to be seen of him. So it is your decision that no matter where you are, to be either a hypocrite or to be like Jesus. It is your choice. It is my choice. It is uh, Pastor Prophetess King choice. It is your choice as a believer to be like the hypocrite or to be like God. It is your choice and both have its rewards. And today is the day that God wants you to choose to be like him. He wants you to enter into the prayer closets. He wants people to know the love that you share with him. That's his agenda. He wants us to understand that when we pray as a people to be seen of God, it's not only our benefit. Lazarus was dead. It was Lazarus' benefit. His family they benefited. He came alive again because Jesus' agenda was to be seen of God in the presence of men and not to be seen of men in the presence of men as the hypocrites. And now, if anybody have, if anybody would like prayer, Prayer of repentance, prayer of salvation. You are welcome. And I will pray with you. I will pray for you. If there are none that want prayer, I will now Pray and close out with a benediction. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love that covers us. I pray that everybody's heart be right in prayer. I pray, God, that the believers understand that they need to pray, or in the act of praying, they their hearts should be to be seen of you and not of men. I pray for every person that have ever stood in the place of a hypocrite. I ask you to forgive us, Lord. I ask you to wash us and cleanse us and purify our souls, that our hearts will be more like Christ, that we will desire to be seen of God and not of men. And Father, I pray for your people that you would Bless them and keep them by your Holy Spirit and that he will lead them in your love and that you would shield and protect them until we meet again. In the name of Jesus Christ, the potentate king, the everlasting father, amen and amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.